Bless the Lord. Let me share with you a word this morning to encourage you. I have been speaking on the proclamation that we are to give. We're to stand and proclaim in this year. And I've been focusing on proclamation and what it means. Uh, A few weeks ago, I shared with you what it means to be one who is an emissary for the king, an apostle, one who goes commissioned by God, and that you speak for the king, you represent the king, you are his hands and feet. This morning, I want to continue on that and talk about what it means to be a kingdom herald, one who heralds the good news. I believe that we are in a phase right before a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit where God is getting his people ready to be heralds of the good news, those who will proclaim the good news. We know that there is teaching in the kingdom and there's preaching and sermons, but there is the proclamation of the gospel. Every time we see that those who were sent to proclaim or herald the good news, signs and wonders followed. They spoke the kingdom forth at that time. My text this morning is found in 2 Timothy chapters 1 and 11. For this gospel, Paul says, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And for this reason, I suffer as I do. But I'm not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust. And so Paul, in fact, repeats that same line in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Now, your version of Scripture, whether it's King James, New King James, English Standard, this is the NIV. I use this because, in fact, the, world, the word for preached in your Bible is actually better rendered herald. Paul says, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. Those are two forms of preaching and one office gift. He's an apostle, but before anything else, he is to herald the good news. That is true for all of us. We are to proclaim the good news. We're proclaimers, and so we are heralds. And that's what Paul is saying in these two verses to Timothy. First of all, I was appointed to proclaim the good news. Now, Our other renditions say preach. I was appointed to preach and an apostle and a teacher. And the problem with that word is in our Western mindset, when we say preach, most of you think, well, I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm not going to stand behind a pulpit and preach. That's not what he's saying. We were appointed to herald. We were appointed to proclaim the kingdom. That's for every believer to do. We are heralds. Turn to someone in your house and say, hello, Harold. We are appointed to proclaim. We can teach, we can explain, but there's something powerful in the proclamation of who Jesus is, in the proclamation of the gospel. We've lost that. The Greek word is kenex, and it is written 53 times in the New Testament. It means a public declaration. In fact, some of you might remember the town criers of old. This goes back into the uh, before Christ, B.C. era in the Greek uh, city-states where those who would proclaim, they were called heralds. 
Now, heralds were those who brought a significant, compelling declaration on behalf of their king to the general public or to another king. They were the official spokesman for the king. That was a herald. You are an official spokesman for King Jesus. We are all to proclaim that the kingdom has come. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. The proclamation is Jesus is Lord. He died, was buried, rose again, and ascended to the heavenly places where he rules and reigns. This is the gospel. This is what we're to proclaim. We're so busy proclaiming our opinions and discussions on everything else when you're supposed to be proclaiming the good news to everyone around us. How many of you remember that song at Christmas? Hark, what is it? Hark the herald, angels sing. Right? So hark, that means listen. Listen to the herald or the proclamation that the angels are singing. Hark the herald, angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. That's what they're heralding. This is King Jesus. An angel, the word angel in the Greek means messenger or a herald, one who is to proclaim. Gabriel came with a message from God to proclaim that Mary was going to have a child. The angels came to the shepherds to herald or proclaim Christ is born on this day. Now that he died, buried, and rose from the dead, dead, we are here as heralds to proclaim the kingdom of God is here. Come to Jesus. That's what we're to do. We're supposed to have three jobs as heralds or proclaimers of this good news. So let's take a look at those three jobs. Number one, we are to announce the good news. It is a significant announcement. I mean, you and I hear announcements every day. Many of you are glued to the TV, glued to your phone, glued to Facebook. What's the next announcement? What's the next state mandate? What's the next governmental authority? What's the president going to say? What's going to happen next? I'm wondering how many of you are focusing on what God is announcing in your life. There are people around us that need to hear Christ is Lord. We're supposed to be announcing good news. Many of us need to change our attitude and get some good news news. Well, everybody's complaining, everybody's grumbling, everybody's sick and tired. I understand it. I understand it. But what's your job? To proclaim the good news. That's the job you have. Number one, you're to announce the the good news. Number two, you're to mediate. A herald was the one that went out to discuss with another army an opposing view and what the king says in the situation. If there were two armies coming to a battlefield and they wanted to make a truce, they would send out the heralds, those who would proclaim what the king wanted in this situation or battle. They would mediate. If a king was going and opposing another king, he would send his herald to that other king and pronounce his demands. We need to be mediating between God and this world that Jesus Christ is Lord. What is sinful, what God will judge, and what God is doing for the sinner through his grace. 
We are also to mediate the Lord's authority and purpose over the enemy, the prince of the power of the air. We're to be mediating and making pronouncement and heralding that every argument against Christ must come down in Jesus' name. Somebody stand up and defend the kingdom of God. Don't tolerate this evil in the land. Number three, we are to declare and deliver the message. A herald was someone who stood in the marketplace and he would beckon or cry out as to what was for sale. How many of you remember at circuses they had the the guy who would bark, bark out, get your tickets here, get them right now, discount prices, right? How many of you remember at Kmart, the blue light special? It was a herald, a light that said, over here, over here. We listen to ads every day, advertisements. If you'll get this, if you'll do that, this will change your life forever. This is something that scientists didn't come up with, but we have. Everybody failed, but we've got the best. There's so many advertisements. It's our job to announce and mediate and to deliver this product to the earth. What is it? The grace of God, the forgiveness for sin, the healing and the deliverance that Jesus wrought on the cross. That's our job. We should delight in this job. Now, what are the qualities of a herald? The qualities of a herald are, number one, they need to be audible and enunciate well. Did you know that back in 396 B.C., a herald was a competition in the Olympic Games? They had the runners, the javelin throwers, the discus guys, the wrestlers, and they had heralds. They had a Uh, an Olympic qualification for the best herald. And what was a herald supposed to do? They were to vocally, audibly pronounce who could speak the announcement better than anyone else and who could enunciate properly so all could be heard. You see, they didn't have a PA system. And so there was actually an Olympic gold medal for those who were audible and enunciated the best as a herald in the Olympic Games. Can I tell you that there is more than a gold medal waiting for you, herald, you who would proclaim? There is a golden crown that is waiting for you. There is a crown of victory for those who would declare the kingdom of God to all. That's a quality. Are you clearly displaying Jesus Christ and his kingdom. The second was they were not ashamed. You can't be a herald and be embarrassed about your message. In fact, Jesus said this in Luke 9, 26. If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, get this, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and his holy angels. That's sobering. How many of you are embarrassed to tell the world you love Jesus? How many of you are embarrassed to speak the name of Jesus? How many of you are embarrassed to say you're a Christian? Can I warn you? You are to speak audibly 
You are to articulate well and clearly and distinctly who Jesus is as your Lord and Savior. And Jesus flat out said, if you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you. God, I think right now, some of us need to get to our knees and say, Father, forgive me. I have been ashamed to be called a Christian. Students, do not back away from the peer pressure of others when you say you follow Christ. Don't be ashamed of Him. Those of you at work, don't be ashamed to say that you follow Jesus Christ. Thirdly, you acknowledge him. Matthew 10, 32 to 33, Jesus said this, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will deny before my Father in heaven. We must acknowledge our faith always at all times, never ashamed, clearly and distinctly Christian. We follow the Word of God. You can't lump me in with a world religion. You can't lump me in with some esoteric belief. You can't lump me in with other people's ideologies. I am a Christian, and I follow the Word of God. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. I acknowledge Jesus as Lord, and I offer you as a king's herald this decree. If all Christians would start taking their positions, we would change this world immediately. Last of all, what are the three rules of a herald? You ready for this? Number one is authority. You need to understand that a herald speaks under the authority of the king, not your own authority. I think too many of us have been thinking it's our power and our authority. We speak under the authority of the king. We have been commissioned by Jesus Christ. All power, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth and below the earth. Now therefore, go. Making disciples of all ethnic groups, all peoples, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. There is your authority. We, we have been given, according to John 1.14, the authority to be called sons of God. So we go in Christ's authority, and we speak with Christ's authority. Number two, we must speak accurately. We must speak accurately. You know, there are so many rumors. There are so much, there's so much false information out there. And I'm, I'm afraid to say that so many Christians are buying so much propaganda. Oh no, pastor, you don't understand. Those people believe in propaganda. I've got the right message because I listen to the right YouTubes and prophets and preachers that have told me they're wrong. Have you, are you sure that they're accurate? Are they stretching? Are they overarching? If it's not scriptural, I'm wondering how accurate it is. Oh, but they have the anointing. Who told you? They did. Come on, folks. We're to be accurate. Paul said this, I didn't come to you proclaiming uh, the testimony of God with lofty speech 
or great wisdom. No, no, no. He said, I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and Christ crucified. Nothing added, nothing altered, nothing omitted. That's biblical accuracy. I would ask you to check your arguments. I would ask you to check your stand. You're so sure. Is it biblical? Don't add, don't detract, and don't emit, omit anything from the Word of God. You're to herald the truth of God's Word. Last of all is anonymity. Big word. What's it mean? A herald is visible, yet invisible. He's to enunciate, he's to articulate, he's to declare, he's to speak with great authority, but not in his authority, but God's authority, not his message, but God's message. The message of a herald is to be memorable, but the herald should be forgotten. The temptation is to become the news rather than to deliver the news. The temptation is to build up a profile and a platform and to become well-known. That's not the true attitude of a herald. Our Christianity today is based on popularity. How many likes did I get? How, How many people are watching my sermons? And how much have I... Uh, written and made sure that people are paying attention to my ministry and my words. We know more people's names that are great preachers than we do understanding Bible heroes in the Scriptures. So many preachers, so many ministries have names when the only name that should be remembered when I'm done talking is Jesus Christ. To stand out for yourself is no good, but to stand up for the message is necessary. A faithful herald speaks what has been entrusted to them. They trust that the Word of God, and they rely on that truth to be the true innovation to change lives. It's not some man's anointing that changes your life. It's the Holy Spirit moving in the name of Jesus. The work of the Holy Spirit is to do one thing. Lift up Christ Jesus. The job of a herald is to do one thing. Lift up the name of Jesus. There is coming a day, church, where this is coming with power and force. It's not going to be about a preacher. It's not going to be about one man. It's going to be about the body of Christ decreeing and declaring with the authority of God and accuracy the name of Christ anonymously. Well, let me close with who the greatest herald was. Jesus identifies the greatest Old Testament herald or prophet, the one who had the greatest announcement. In Matthew eleven eleven, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has risen, arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Out of all the prophets of the Old Testament, 
the greatest herald, the one who got the Olympic gold, was John. Do you know why he was the greatest Old Testament prophet? Because he got to announce the coming of Jesus Christ's kingdom into the earth. He got to baptize Jesus Christ, transmitting the Levitical priesthood to the Melchizedek priesthood, the Old Testament now complete, and offering Christ, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That made him the greatest herald of all. That's awesome. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. He goes on to say this. Yet, the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. What does he mean? He means that any New Testament blood-bought saint is greater in their position as a herald than John the Baptist. Why? Because we get to decree it is finished. We get to declare that Jesus Christ died for our sins, was justified by His blood, raised in righteousness, and ascended to heaven as high priest and to rule and reign over his kingdom now. That is greater than what John got to preach. You and I have a greater ministry than the Old Testament saints and John the Baptist. We've got something to declare. We can proclaim Jesus is Lord. Don't be ashamed of this. Rise up, people of God. Remember, remember most of all, it is not the messenger. It's the message. And the message is, Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's bow our heads. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit in our lives. We are all messengers, proclaimers, Heralds of the good news. I pray repentance, God, for my own life where I have been too quiet, too ashamed to acknowledge you. Forgive me. May I always speak of your goodness and grace. May I always offer your name in every situation. May I always offer grace to whatever the argument is. May I offer the love of Christ demonstrated on the cross. Oh God, I'm not ashamed of you. Forgive me when I've not spoken up clearly and articulately as I should have. Forgive me, Jesus, when I wanted people to pay attention to me instead of you. Forgive me when I thought it was about my message. It's about you. It always has been. It always will be. That the love of God was demonstrated in Christ Jesus. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh God, how could we speak of anything else? How could we let anything else be of more importance than the job we have to declare 
the kingdom of God. May your name be blessed and praised throughout all the earth, through the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, brothers and sisters, it's with a heavy heart that I announce to you the passing of our dear brother, Gary Goujon. Gary passed away yesterday morning. He had COVID and it put him in the hospital and because of his pre-existing conditions, he went to be with the Lord. We are going to miss Gary. He was such a vibrant member of this church, went on missions trips, participated in much of the ministry, and it's a hard year for the family. They lost their brother Alan as well, and so we want to remember June Gujan as she has lost her husband Gary. So let us pray together. Father, we pray for June and the Gujan family that your grace would undergird them and support them. That while we recognize Gary is in your presence, healed, delivered, and in your glory, we who remain mourn and will miss him. And we pray, God, that you'll meet all of June's needs and cares. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Now, we don't have any details on a memorial service, but we'll let you know when we do. We'll present that to you. Last of all, we have our mission team for Detroit going out this week, today. And as they're going out to Detroit, they're going to be ministering at Peacemakers downtown They'll be ministering to another, uh, a number of different areas in Detroit, uh, feeding the need and so forth. And so we want to pray for them and commission that team. Paula Dockery, Cindy Cavanaugh, Laura Lindau, Christina Ellenwood, Yvonne Capello, Dean Jankoskis, and Scott Shell. Let's pray for our Detroit team. Father God, I thank you for these, your servants. They've served well during the crest. I pray, God, that as they go forth this week, that you'll continue to bless them, that, God, you will cover them with your grace. You will strengthen them to do and accomplish all that you have purposed for this team to accomplish. Let them walk in your power and authority. Let them proclaim as heralds of the kingdom the good news of God. Use them, we pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.